RadioInfluence.com. You've seen Chef Brian Duffy on Spike TV's Bar Rescue, NBC's Today Show, and opening bars and restaurants all over the world. Now he's sharing his stories, his friends, and some tips of the trade he's learned along the way. Prepare yourself to get Duffified. This is Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Duffified Live. Yes, it's Friday morning, everybody. That's what we're doing. You guys are get to hang. You guys get to hang out with me, and I'm pretty excited about that. We have some fun stuff going on this week um, with the show. It's going to be a little bit different than our traditional show because usually what I do is I try to find people that I'm super interested in, somebody that I've met or somebody that I've read about or something to that effect. And this week it's a little bit different because it's about a product. So this is not a commercial. I want that to be understood right now. They're not paying me to do this show. They didn't give us any money to do this show. This was just a product that I really liked. So um, the product is called Compete, which is a really neat product that's coming out. Um, I found out about it through uh, uh, some doings that I have, some some um, stuff that I have going on with the NRA, um, National Restaurant Association, just so you know. Um, not that I, I'm not going to get into the whole thing between NRA and NRA, but um, Restaurant Association. And uh, I started to do a lot of in, uh, uh, kind of research on what this stuff is. And it's kind of, it's a really neat system because it's called Compete. Um, and it, it basically is one stop for all of the stuff that you need to operate your restaurant. Accounting, um, you can put your, your vendors in there, your, your reps and all that stuff. Um, it talks about the growth for what you're looking for. You can put your inventory in there. Um, it's got back office stuff as well, plus a whole bunch of reporting. And then you're ready for this. It's got your scheduling. So everything is, in, is involved in one central location, which I think is really pretty awesome. Um, so I, I got to speak with the CMO, the chief marketing officer. Her name is Christy Turner. Christy is um, and, and started a lot of her career within the hospitality industry, which to me says a tremendous amount about a product for somebody who has that knowledge, who has that experience, who wants to move forward. Um, so uh, without really any further ado, I'm just going to pass this right over. I want you guys to check out my conversation that I'm about to have with Christy Turner from Compete. Good morning, Christy. How are you today? I am fantastic and ready to be Duffified, I believe. <laughs> That's good. I like it. This is, yeah, Duffified is, uh, uh, was a term that uh, I came up with about 11 years ago when I decided that I would never say no again and that I would really just start kind of experiencing and exploring as much as possible. And since that day, I've, I've pretty much traveled the world and met some really awesome people. And oddly enough, I get to talk to them on this crazy little show that we do. I love it. Sounds like an amazing life. It's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. I do have a little bit of fun for a chef who, you know, stood in a kitchen for, uh, you know, whatever, 16 years, uh, 17 years. Uh, it, it's kind of crazy that I'm sitting down having conversations with people on, online. So it's kind of wild. So, Christy, why don't you do me a favor? Tell us uh, tell us who you are, what you do and how we can get in contact with you. So that's a loaded question, Brian. Um, so who am I? I? You know, I don't like to define any one role in my life. So I'd say, you know, I'm a mother of two, a sister of three, an aunt to 14, wow. a wife of one, 
let's be clear, wife to one. Okay. And, and, I, and I have the honor of being CMO of Compete. And uh, Compete is a company that serves restaurants in the restaurant industry where you love and play and work. And uh, we just do brilliantly designed restaurant management software to help restaurants, you know, get things like key data analytics, business intelligence, insights into their operations, run their inventory, their accounting systems, hire and schedule and pay employees. But, you know, at the highest level, we just really help restaurants streamline their operations and become more profitable. So that's kind of a little bit about who I am. Now, how did you get involved in this? Like, what's your background? How did you get involved in this part of the world? Crazy uh, question. So I've been doing this for 27 years and had to have a blessed career in both marketing and technology. And restaurants have kind of been a constant theme throughout my career. So I kind of started out as a server in college at Outback Steakhouse, their second store before they were, you know, world famous and blooming brands. So got to know those guys before they were successful, right? The second store. And now I think they have thousands of stores. Where was, where was number two? Number two was on Northdale Mabry in Tampa, Florida. Number one was in South Tampa. And yeah. And so I got to be a server and a bartender and then a trainer, right. To kind of help them grow their stores. So we got to train and open up a bunch of stores. So I got to see they were brilliant operators, right? They had a brilliant brand. They had great food. They were brilliant operators and, and, and how to grow. And so then helped them grow on, you know, started on the West coast of Florida, went to the East coast and then post-college that was all during college. And, you know, they helped pay for my college (laughs) as most uh, restaurant jobs do. And then I decided to do that, get a real job thing right after you have a, after college and and advertising agency and started being able to create TV ads and everything. And next thing I know, I'm creating a TV ad for a restaurant, right? And we oh, had two cool. restaurant customers. So it's like, even though I had switched, here were restaurants. And then I went um, on the client side and did um, a ton of companies and really SaaS technology, kind of what Compete is today. And did everything from Fortune 50 wireless company to startups to midsize and kind of ran their marketing. So technology was always part of that. But while I was doing that, my husband owned a Fat Tuesday bar and restaurant in Tampa and Clearwater. And then I was an investor. So again, the whole time I'm over here being marketing of, you know, a tech company, I'm also in my personal life, you know, part of a restaurant operation. And then it all came together, you know, when I was SVP of uh, marketing for Hot Schedules, which serves restaurants, which is technology that serves restaurant and now compete. Yeah, and now compete. Um, So it kind of brings all the experiences together. That's pretty cool. I mean, especially for the fact that you started out in restaurants. Like, it's so funny how many... the more people that I talk to, and we're upwards of a hundred episodes at this point, Mm -hmm. and that doesn't include the people that I talk to outside in the world. The more people that I speak to who are in that entrepreneurial spirit have been involved in the hospitality industry 
So true. Than anything else. I mean, there's so much to be said about that. Thinking on your feet. In reality, you know, I, I try to explain to servers and, and bartenders all the time is you're independent contractors in reality. We've provided you with the dealership. We've provided you with the cars. Now it's your job to start selling those products. You know, I I mean, and it's a super, it's like you really are thinking on your feet at every second of every moment. It's amazing to watch. And then to watch people grow into stuff like what you're doing, I think is super cool. It's so cool. And, you know, I think I just have this passion and love for restaurants. And I think everybody you talk to does, because it was like, it kind of gave you your first job, right? And it served this amazing role in your life when you were young and then to actually have it as part of your career. And, and what it teaches you, I think is also huge. Like, you know, I, I require my daughter and now my son's at the age and I want them to have restaurant jobs. My daughter has sure. a restaurant job at college at, at Appalachian state at the local, right? A great little local on main street there in Boone, North Carolina, because oh, it cool. teaches you to your point, entrepreneur skill set, sure. service, um, you have to think on your feet. You have to deal with every personality you can ever imagine in those that you serve, you know, the grumpies and the kind, and you meet yeah. so many people. Um, it, it's, it's just a cool, cool lesson in life. It's There's almost a- like if everybody could work in a restaurant we, you know, we'd all be better off. I, I, I totally believe that. I mean, I, I live in a kind of a pretentious area outside of Philadelphia and it's amazing to see the uh, reviews of the name, you know, of my neighbors mm-hmm. um, o- online. And then, you know, to watch the way that, that people judge restaurants and look, we have to deliver a product. It's that simple. And we have to deliver it at, at you know, at, at a breakneck pace. We've got to mm-hmm. do it with a huge smile on our face. We've got to make sure <laughs> that we're offering a perceived value. We've got to make sure that the guest feels they're getting their money's worth. Um, and, and I think that we slide a lot on that. I mean, I really do. I think that restaurants Absolutely. are kind of, you know, resting on their laurels with a lot of things. But uh, I, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago that was basically, it's called F Yelp. You know, it's kind of like, and I'm saying F just so you know, out of respect for the fact that you're a woman on the phone with me, because we have a lot of cursing on this show, but we're going to keep it super clean this week. Um, But, uh, you know, I mean, it's all about it because I talk about the fact that we have to get, you know, we don't, we're unable to truly attack the situation you know, if you tell me that you had a horrible server online, mm-hmm. I now have to defend what happened to the masses. If you send me an email, if you write me a letter, or if you mm-hmm. stop me in the restaurant, I can address it at that moment and probably make a really quick fix. As opposed to, hey, Jenny, what happened with this woman that I just got right. this online review? She was in a bad mood. She was on her phone the whole time. You know, it's it's a he said, she said situation. Absolutely. Um, as opposed to going the other way. So um, I, I think one of the things that I, I was really interested in, uh, about with you had a lot to do with the software that you guys have created. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many, I, I just I just bought another restaurant yesterday, so I'm, I'm getting into it. And I was doing a lot of research on what it is that you guys do, mm-hmm. just just honestly, just for the fact that hey, maybe it's something I might be interested in for my place, and we'll talk about that probably off air. But <laughs> but <luck>. I, <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and it's so funny because it is. There's so many pieces. You know, it's 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 like. Um, 
it's like apps for your phone. Right. You know, I mean, you're piecing together solutions, whereas the average restaurant owner uses 10% of a POS system. Right. You know, they're not right. digging in fully. So what is it that your software does that, that can really help us at this point? Uh, well, first off, yeah, let's do this. Think, what does know, your software do? Yeah, perfectly fair. So our software um, handles back office workforce and intelligence software, right? So what does that mean? That means that we have your basic accounting system, right? That's designed for a restaurant, but that accounting system is integrated with your inventory software, right? So when your bartender is doing inventory and makes an adjustment, it is in real time immediately adjusted in your accounting books, which as you know, right? Restaurants, have small margins, right? And so you kind of first have to, you know, have a great concept, have great food, have a great location, right? Hire all the right people. And, but then you also have to run it as a business, right? And you really have to watch your inventory cost and you have to watch your labor cost and you have to figure out what's working and what's not. And you have to keep everything in balance, right? And so to your point, I think restaurant operators today are managing 10 to 13 different technology vendors and using maybe 10% of each. Yeah. And you know what does that mean to you as an operator? That means 10 to 15 logins and passwords and support lines and upgrades, et cetera. And so what we've tried to do is pull in some back office workforce and intelligence in one package, right? And so the business intelligence gives you as a restaurant operator and as a chef, right, exactly what you need to know, your key performance metrics, right? How are my sales doing in each store, right? What is everything looking at? What's working? What's not? How are my inventory costs? How are my labor costs? You know, and you get that on your phone, right? With our business intelligence software. And so you're on the go. You have multiple concepts, right? You have multiple restaurants. And so getting that business intelligence is kind of like first step, right? And then go deep into it. Wait, something's wrong with comps. Do I have fraud going on in this store? What's going on? You can dig deep, right? You see the high level. And then when you see something not right, and you can kind of see store by store comparisons, you can start going deep and figure out, hey, this menu change really worked. I should do this in all of my restaurants, right? Or I schedule too much labor, right? I need to, or I need to schedule more labor, right? There's just all those elements of real-time data that you need. So it kind of starts off with business intelligence, but then you have labor and schedule, right? Managing your labor cost, scheduling, forecasting, you know, kind of that theoretical to actual to make sure you have balance because everybody talks about reducing labor costs, but it's really optimizing labor, right? Like you don't want too little scheduled and give bad service and you don't want too many scheduled and you want to be able to adapt right in real time. And then the same thing with inventory, right? You have the same challenge as a restaurant operator. And so we try to connect labor schedule inventory all into the accounting system real time. And then also give you business intelligence insights. Now, how is it working with the inventory in itself within the app? I mean, is it a situation where I've got, cause I know, 
from from what I understand of a lot of these systems or, or mm-hmm. similars with your system is like vendor management. You know, one of the things that I've seen before is where they basically had created an API and then they're they're combining into your POS system or they're automatically updating invoices that are going in real time, real price changes, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And that's our vendor management system that's connected to our uh, accounting and inventory product. And then we are also integrated with the point of sale, right? So that, that keeps everything in one system and gives you the benefit of having accurate numbers. Now, how does it work with the scheduling? Is it, I mean, cause you said you were with hot schedules before, which honestly, I, I mean, it, 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 to me, I will do anything within a restaurant. I will wash dishes. I will mop a floor. <laughs> I, will a I will clean a grease trap on mother's day as it overflows into the restaurant with just disgusting oily mess, <laughs> but I will never do a server schedule. <laughs> ever do a server schedule. I charge $25,000 to do inventory in a restaurant. Yes, that's an astronomical price because if I'm coming into your restaurant to do inventory, then I'm going to charge you accordingly. If I had to do a schedule, I would charge $100,000 <laughs> just it's for that. It's not fact. that bad, Brian. It's, it's not uh, you that bad. <laughs> I mean, I think one of the things that I really did love about the online scheduling and again, you know, reference hot schedule because it was one of the first ones that was out there. It's the simple fact of it's directly in front of you. One, you know, everybody is on their phone all the time. And I think that it really has revolutionized the way that we schedule because we're now actually doing it more or less in a real time where we can have a budget that shows up, which I see that you guys do budgeting and reporting as well. Absolutely. So how compete scheduling works is the same way, right? It's more, you know, you have your point of sale data, you have when they check in and check out or time in and time out, and you can forecast your schedule and you can do it all online or in the app. And so, but the ticket and the differentiation for Compete is all of that labor and scheduling and point of sale data is connected, right, with your accounting um, platform. And that's the real differentiator, right? Because you really want to make sure that you have all of your prime cost, right? Labor and inventory, flowing into your accounting system so everything's in balance because that's the hardest thing is you have you have a independent scheduling software over here that's not talking or reporting back into your accounting system and then you end up as a restaurant operator your store manager or your corporate office is having to re-enter the same data in multiple systems or right. pull it out of this system and put it in what <laughs> happens right you've got Data integrity. You miss one decimal. You miss one decimal. You're close. Yeah. Everything's so, yeah. Right. So, so the compete differentiator is really that connection, right? So that you're getting all of that connected into your foundational piece of an accounting software that's designed for restaurants, right? Not designed for other businesses. Right. And then that's you're so trying so. to make it work for restaurants. But compete was started 18 years ago with a restaurant entrepreneur, right? And so the accounting and inventory legendary software that's still part of our portfolio today was originally designed for a restaurant. And, you know, that makes all the difference in the world. Then added other products, right? Like labor and schedule 
but then kept that integrated into the accounting and inventory. Um, so that's really the difference and what the benefit is to the restaurant operator. Now, in, in a lot of times with these systems, one of the things that I see is that it creates what, so there's three different types of, of cost. There's mm-hmm. a true cost, a raw cost, and a theoretical. Mm-hmm. Theoretical is what I typically see in a lot of these softwares. So like Chef Tech was one of the original ones that came out. Well, the problem with Chef Tech to me is that it creates a theoretical food cost. It's a number that right. we're chasing. Instead of actual. You should be getting this. And then it, and to what I saw, especially when systems like that first came out, is that it actually created like an animosity between a management slash ownership now down to the kitchen. You're supposed to be hitting a 25% food cost because that's what it tells me. That's what I'm seeing right here, but you're running 32. Why is that? You know, because they're not taking into account the actual inventory of what's being done or the usage. So within your system, is the uh, is the inventory running, is it creating a theoretical or is it creating a true? Because it it's, works off of that inventory number. Right, theoretical and actual. And then also you've gotta, you gotta keep in mind, and you know this well, Brian, right? What you put into the system increases the ROI you get out of it, right? Sure. So the more detailed inventory you build into our system, the more accurate your costs are, right? And so you have to find that balance for your concept as a restaurant operator, right? What's the right level of detail that I want to put in, right, to my system from inventory? Right. Because the more detailed you get, the finer you can control cost. But to answer your question, you know, what our system gives you is both theoretical versus actual, which is where the real value is. Right. Now, in regards to the inventory and and working through, how far down does it dial it in? You know, when I create my, so my inventory platform that I use, which mine's proprietary to me, all of my Mm -hmm. clients, the restaurants that I'm involved in, the whole nine yards, I'm able to break it down into GL codes. Because if there is a problem and I see that I'm running at 33%, but I can't really dial it in because usually it just works off of one grand number. Mm -hmm. This morning I had an inventory that came through that was $9,600. Okay. Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at that and I'm able to dial it down into each individual category, bread, yep. dairy, dessert, you know, uh, uh, prepped catalog, prepped category, yep. non-alcoholic. Is it doing that same thing so it can break oh, it out that way? Yep, of course. And then you can get down to, again, you decide, do you want to measure it down to the slice of lettuce and the slice of tomato on the burger? Or do you want to put it in as a burger, right? It's like, however, our software is flexible, to do it however you want to do it. Now, how does it work with recipes? Are recipes being put into the computer mm-hmm. so that it's it's basically pulling that portion out portion, of right. the inventory? Okay, so it's pulling yeah. everything out at the same time, which is where that theoretical start. That's where that theoretical yep. is created. You know, which can be a pain in the ass, I hate to say. (laughs) I'm not a theoretical guy. I don't believe in them. I don't fight them. I I literally, as soon as somebody says to me, well, it tells me that my cost should be, I kind of glaze over. Because now I'm going to listen to them talk about what a theoretical cost is and how important And you want actual. And I want actual. I want to know exactly where I am. And, and, you know, I mean, that's why I dial it in as close as I do. You know, I mean, it's, look, doing an inventory is a pain in the ass. We all know that. It's just that simple. Um, Nobody really wants to do it. I, oddly enough, I enjoy inventory because it sets my week, it sets my week up. I know where I am. I know what I have in house, but I'm also kind of an OCD, an OCD dude. Like my inventory, (laughs) my orders go in on Saturday nights. That way I don't have to worry about it on Sunday or Monday. 
You know, I mean, I call my reps and I put my orders in. I'm just a weird dude like that. But um, so how how did you get involved in this? Um, I think uh, through just connections in the industry, right? Like coming from a SaaS technology, a lot of the owners and operators of uh, Compete, you know, saw my resume. We had a mutual friend and, and introduced me. And it was just like I say, the perfect fit, right? Like, you know, we are a technology company, right? That serves restaurants. And we are, you know, our our um, slogan is restaurant peeps, technology geeks, right? Because 80% of our employees are from the restaurant industry. And we love that, right? Because they understand the customer they're serving. They understand how unique restaurants are. They understand the operations and how that applies. So I always say, we don't really sell software, right? We sell software, but we're really selling, we're, we're really teaching you how to, to use our software to be more profitable, right? It's more about what our software does for you. And, you know, we've been doing this for 18 years, right? So our teams are the best in the business and we take a very consultative approach, frankly, both in sales and training and implementation and customer support. It's like, you know, you call us as a restaurant operator and you're like, Hey, I need inventory software or I need business intelligence software. And we go, what is the problem you're trying to solve in your restaurant? You know, what are you using today? How are you managing your labor costs? You know, we start talking to you about your business and your operations and your biggest pain points. And then we figure out what of our modules do you need or not need, right? And right. what is the best fit for you? And then once we, we get through that process, then it's all about, hey, we've seen restaurants that look like your size, right? Whether it's the style or the concept or one location or a 50 location, we can share best practices with you, right? This is how you should do inventory. This will make it easier for you in the long run. And this is why. Set it up this way, right? So that's what I mean by consultative. It's, it's, it's not about selling you an inventory software or a business. It's about... Right. It's about being your partner, your technology partner, and figuring out how do we help you run your operations? How do we streamline it for you? How do we make you more profitable? How do we save you time, right, as the owner and the chef? But also, how does our software save your store manager, your GM time, right? Um, Because that's, I mean, that's where the rubber meets the road. I always say, you know, the store manager is is the epicenter, right? of a restaurant operations. You've got the corporate office above and you've got owners. But when you look at the day in the life of a store manager and what all the technologies you're using and how that store manager is trying to serve the customer out on the front, but also serve all the employees, right? That the, the cooks and the bussers and the, you know, and, and the servers and the hostess. I mean, it is like the busiest job in the world, you know, what, what they encounter in a shift. And so our, for our focus is on, you know, the people that we're serving and how can we make their lives easier? You know, I've spent many, many years, not only within restaurants, but also doing consulting and, and whatnot. And it's amazing to see, I had a manager years ago, about 10 or 12 years ago, who pulled me aside and said, chef, look, uh, you know, and I was consulting on a project and as a general manager, 
he pulled me aside and he said, uh, could you do me a favor? He said, I, I respect you. I know what you do. He said, I just want you to trail me one day. Right. Just trail me one day. Cause look, I'm a chef. I know busy. I know what it is that I have to get done. I'm weird in that way where I take a, I take a, you know, a, a break every day at a certain time, not a break to go outside, but a break to sit in an office, to take my invoices, input them, get my sales, re, you know, update my pricing, go through all of that stuff. And it's so funny because I used to say to the managers, you, you know, you really you just need one hour. It's one hour a day for you to step back. And it was such an eye opening experience for me, despite how many years I've been in the industry, despite right. how many years I've done what I've done. And this was actually about 15 years ago. But despite how long I've been in and despite what I've done, it's just so funny to step in that shoe because in reality, the time where a manager has the most opportunity, you know, be within that in the office is when when all the servers are on the floor and there's guests in the restaurant. Absolutely, it's the only quiet time that they really get. You Absolutely. know, you tell them to do it at two o'clock. Well, it's shift change. It's you know, it's 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 menu change. It's you know, there's no opportunity to have that free time. So what I'm kind of getting to is that it's kind of nice to be able to have all of this in one central location because there's not a lot of software out there that combines every single thing: accounting, vendors, inventory, you know, all the back office stuff, plus reports, plus scheduling. I mean, there's really nothing out there that's truly like that that combines everything into something that's in your hand. Right. It connects the data, right? Connects yeah. the data. And I think also what I love what you said is, you know, one of my passions is mentoring and learning and growing, right? Learning from other people. And, you know, the fact that shadowing somebody, you know, the fact that oh, you learn something, right? You, I mean, we can all learn something from each other. And, you know, and I think what I love about, you know, compete and a lot of our philosophies, both internally and externally is, you know, we're always focused on who we're serving. Right. And to your point, shadowing them. Right. So what is a day in the life of a chef? What's a day in the life of a store manager? What's a day in the life of a corporate owner? What's a day in the life of an accountant? Right. These I mean, these are businesses. It's like the front line, the back line, the corporate office. They all use our software and they all use it in a very different way. Right. And so, you know, it's all about figuring out how to make their lives easier, streamline it, give them a better user experience um, and learning from them. Right. It's, it's one of the, oddly, you, you kind of nailed it right there of how to kind of streamline what it is that we do because we've, we've all, you know, I, you're about my age, I would assume. And I think that we've, you know, we've watched the progression of the restaurant industry move up. I mean, I remember doing inventory by hand and calculating yeah. by hand and, you know, moving along. And I always remember there was a, there was a story of a, of a phenomenal chef in Philadelphia who worked at a hotel. He was there. He opened the hotel. He, you know, it was a very well-known hotel in Philadelphia and they closed the hotel. It sold. It went over to become like a holiday inn or something like that. And he ended up taking a restaurant job. And there were always stories that kind of circulated around the fact that this guy had zero knowledge of how to use a computer. Because he would hand write his inventory and hand it to somebody and they would take care of it. He would right. hand write his, his orders and then call the order in. There, it wasn't the, the technology that we have now. And I remember saying to myself, I need to make sure that I'm on the forefront of all of this. 
I've got to find the best ways to, you know, like for me to communicate with every single client that I have, I use Trello. Like, I don't yeah, know if you've ever use used Trello. Trello. It's brilliant. It's a it's great, brilliant. great app. Just but for I, the simple fact of communication for me with my assistant, with yeah. my clients, with all the businesses that I'm involved in, I just jot every one of my thoughts down, no matter what it is. I go to bed at night. I take a couple minutes to look through it. My assistant looks through it. I mean, it's, it's a great app, but it's an awesome communication. Yeah. Right. And yeah, it, it opens up Trello. so much. Yeah. And I think, but what you're saying is, is, is right. You and I've been doing this for a long time. I've been at it for over 27 years and we won't talk age, Brian. No, we're, not we're good. Do that. We're good. I got you. We're I have an 18 year old daughter. So I have a 19 year old, almost 20 year old daughter and a 17 year old son. So we're just going to, I thought be- going to Jacksonville university. So oh, she's really? She's going to Florida. Yeah. yeah. That's a great, that's a great university. to be a dolphin. Yeah. Um, so, but I mean, what you were saying is, I think we watched the restaurant industry, I, the restaurant industry as a whole was very late adopters of technology, right? Yes. I mean, yes. it, it very late and it's really, what I've seen in just the last, gosh, five to seven years is the adoption of technology is almost like a requirement today, right? Oh, with, with a restaurant, you can't run a restaurant, you know, without, you know, using technology, or if you do, you know, you're, you're minimizing your profitability, right? I mean, to really streamline things, you've got to use technology. And I think today's world is so different from, you know, 10 years ago when to your point, yeah, you're, you're doing inventory on the back of a napkin, you know, and then you're, you're kind of just telling people come in at two tomorrow. You're right. That was scheduling. Then it kind of went to spreadsheets. Okay. Well, at least we're doing spreadsheets now. And then it got into more of, you know, the really well-designed restaurant management software that we have today, right? That's designed for exactly what a restaurateur is doing every day. Um, so it's, it's been amazing to watch the transformation in the restaurant operator. And it, it's, it's, it's one of the things that I love the most is that we can, in a, I'm going to say the word, but it's not actually what I mean, that we can actually operate our restaurants from our phone. Yes. You know, yes. I mean, you're sitting you know, like, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've sat at a bar to eat lunch, not one of my own places or not a client's place. And I check in on the kitchen at my place in North Carolina because I look at a camera. Absolutely. You know, I see how they're doing. I watch how they're making stuff. I see yeah. whether or not it's clean. You know, Absolutely. I get notifications when somebody opens the front door of the restaurant. It says, you know, Sergio just walked through the front door of the restaurant. I and mean, that's it's like- so valuable when you're when you're traveling, like you travel, right? Sure. And my, my husband and I had that too at, at Fat Tuesdays because we were remote at some point in the ownership and we had a camera right behind the bar and we had a camera on the front door and it like, it made all the difference feeling like you're connected first of all, but you know what's going on and you're watching how they're serving your customers. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's so cool. It's hard to imagine not having that, you know, I I, I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine, a buddy of mine last night who was talking about the fact that, um, one of the drivers for the dishwasher company 
must have been in a bad mood. He came in. He was kind of berating the cashier. Where's my check? I'm going to shut your machine off if I don't get the check. You know, like one of those situations. And the owner had come in in the middle of it. And the uh, the driver had actually grabbed the owner by the shirt. And unbeknownst to him that the owner of the restaurant also happened to be a black belt in kickboxing. <laughs> and he sidekicked him and he kicked him so hard in the chest that he pushed him through the front door of the restaurant. And he's like, and the cop showed up and the owner of the company showed up and, you know, everybody's standing in front of me. And I turned around, I turned my phone, I hit rewind, I hit play and everybody got up and walked away. <laughs> You know, like that was it. The guy went back. The guy ended up losing his job, the whole nine yard. But it's it's that simple technology that we have that we can grab that's at our fingertips. You know, when somebody's doing a void because you're getting a notification for it. Absolutely. You know, if a comp has gone through that exceeds a certain amount because we get a notification for it. Yeah. You know, and those are the things that I think really have helped us to be much more profitable. And I think that we're, we're with, with situations or with systems like this, we're actually, we're, we're not only streamlining how we work our day and being able to spend more time with a guest, but we're also being more profitable because you're digging deeper into what it is that revenue stream. And when you look at the fact that, you know, you've got a prime cost with a food cost and a labor cost, if you're hitting a 20 and a 30, you're at 50% for every dollar that walks in the front door. You know, we're not talking about labor, you know, for front, we're not talking about liquor. We're not talking about, you know, I mean, that's just on your food. Right. So how is it then, you know, that we can squeeze each penny because sometimes this business comes down to pennies. It does. Right. And I, and, and you nailed it because that's exactly what we say at compete. It's like, people ask, what do you do? And, you know, and they or they say, Oh, you do inventory, business intelligence, accounting, scheduling. That's what you do. Right. And yeah. it's like, no, what we do is allow you to get out of the back of the house and into the front of the house and serve your customers. Sure. And we allow you to be more profitable. That's what we're in the business of doing. Right. We save you time and we make you more profitable and we allow you to do what you really should be focused on, yeah. right? Which is serving your guest. And um, it's so interesting to hear you say that because that's kind of our mantra internally. I feel like I should be a spokesperson for you guys. I'm going to have I my manager call you guys and we'll work talk. it out. I know somebody, I think I know the CMO of Compete. She might, you know, she might have a little influence there. <laughs> I think we should try to have a conversation. Cause I mean, uh, look here, my, my job is as being a consultant for properties, I maximize people's profit. The whole motto of my company is that we're redefining the economics of food service. There's, you know, I, I can overpour with a bottle but, uh, you know, that's a controllable situation with that. I need to have a conversation with my bartenders. I talk about them about portioning and the way that it works. Food, you know, I mean, you're talking about thousands of dollars of inventory that is perishable. Yes. And, that and, can just and go away at the drop of a, a hat. very small margin business, right? Yes. That's the big challenge of yes. restaurant operations. No, we've, we've got to connect because, Brian, I think we have a lot in common. I think our kids are the same age. Yeah. I, I think have, we I also have a mutual friend in uh, John Taffer and Bar Rescue. We just had him last week at our yeah. user conference speaking. Um, and so we've we've definitely got a lot in common. And I also listened to your podcast with Sally Young. Amazing. Just um, Sally's my spiritual guru. She, I, we have that in common as well. And so <laughs> and she we just texted me this morning to talk about. 
And the weirdest part about her text to me this morning was something to the, the effect. I don't have it in front of me, but you did something yesterday. And I said, yes, I bought a restaurant. And she said, she's like, I felt it. I just felt the energy shift in which is wild. If you ever want somebody, I, I highly recommend Sally. Yeah. She is, uh, she's right. a, she's a, she's a wonderful being and she's a, a huge, uh, she's a big fan. She's coming in. She's going to actually bless the restaurant and she's going to cleanse it. And oh, she's wow. a super cool chick. She's wonderful. That's so. awesome. Now what is the new restaurant in North Carolina? What part? Uh, well, it's actually not North Carolina. It's actually in my hometown. Um, I, uh, there was a little barbecue spot that I've loved for years. Um, the gentleman who owned it had gotten sick a couple of years ago. His partner ran it into the ground. He bought it back from him. He actually padlocked the doors in between colon cancer surgery, six wow. and seven and padlocked the doors, um, got out of surgery a couple days later and went right back to work and reopened it and rebranded it and has done a really nice job. Um, and I, there's a huge growth in this little area that I live in. And, um, there's, uh, unfortunately I cannot save every single restaurant. Sure. I wish I could because there's a tremendous potential in this area for a, a, just a massive increase in revenue. And these old school places are going to fail because the people that are moving in don't care about 250 Miller Lights and shitty burgers. Right. So right. I, I wanted to do something. this is in Philly, right? This, this is, is in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm actually in the suburbs. So gotcha. um, I, uh, I, I, you know, I bought the place the other day. I'm pretty stoked about it. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to operate another restaurant while I fly a hundred thousand <laughs> miles a year. Plus have a TV show on food network. Plus have all the other shit that I do that goes on. So, um, it's kind of fun, but, uh, high but cost I, problems, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, and, and the funny thing for me is, uh, I'm a really simple dude. Uh, my, my, my background is food, but I have, uh, I'm, I'm really self-taught. I graduated culinary school with the basics of how to hold a knife and how to cost a recipe. And I, I had to find out ways and I educated myself on what to do. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I've gotten really good at it. You know, That's I can, awesome. I can save you a lot of money and, and at the same time, I can give you items that will, your guests are just going to love. So, um, so I wanted to do this spot. I've wanted it for a long time and boom, it's done. So. Well, I, I think, you know, we all have kind of a, a unique soul signature and being, it sounds like you're being very, very authentic and have, you know, all of our definitions of success are different. Right. Yeah. Um, and you've got a very, very wonderful and unique definition of success and I think you're, you're handling it all beautifully. Well, thank you very much. But uh, now am I going to see you at NRA? Are you out there? I am out there. Yes. I'm only yes. going to be there on Tuesday and I have about eight hours to make it through the entire show. All um, with with 60,000 people and how many thousands of booths, but we would love for you to stop by the uh, compete booth. I will. And, um, and also, um, I think I will not be there on Tuesday. I'm there uh, the opposite, Thursday through, I believe, Monday. So I might miss you, but yeah. I'm just so grateful we got to talk. Yeah. Now, are, where, where do you live? Are you in Florida? I am in Hotlanta. Ah, very nice. I got a lot. Of, my buddy David Rose lives down there. Really? Yeah. yeah. David Rose is a great chef. Great, yeah. great, great chef. You have um, to introduce us. And I'm also, who else? You know what I love? I love the Buckhead Group. Yes. Love those guys. They've just done such an amazing job. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. And Fort Uh, Fry and all of his uh, restaurants here. Oh, my God. Could I I say anything more? Ford was on the show. 
Was he? He's yeah. and Amazing he I, I, I met Ford at a uh, uh, in a potato field in uh, Washington State. And uh, we just had a connection. I was listening to him talk and we did a whole podcast just on the way, you know, really on, on how to, how to deal with employees and how it is that he has such an amazingly high retention within his employees because of the way that they, that he manages them. Right. You know, he said to me the other, the, it's during the show, place to work, right. It's his culture. Exactly. And he said, he said, I have no, he said, I have no idea what my chefs make. Or what my managers make. He said, because if I know what they make, then I'm holding them to a level or a lack of level. You know, my level is subpar in that way, he said. And it was just a really nice way to put it for somebody who has, look, if you have one restaurant, two or three, you need to know what your people are making. But when you get to Ford's level where there's such a, you know, he's got such a great concept across the board, every one of his properties is successful and he really treats his employees really well. But I heard him talking about his employees and the pride that he had in them and the training program and what it is that they do. And we instantly became friends. Um, I have a lot of respect. He and I are also ambassadors for Lamb Weston. Yes. We've had a lot of fun together. He's a good man. yeah, well, I tell you, you're talking about employees and culture, and you know, I'm just an avid believer that employees and customers' happiness is really driven by sure. relationships, right? Like they got to feel valued, they have to feel connected, have to feel like they're making a difference. It's never really about the salary. When it's about the salary, right? There's something wrong, right, exactly. with the culture. And sure. um, you know, if you can create a great work environment and a culture. And, you know, it's one of the things I'm probably most proud of at Compete. You know, we have a very diverse employee base um, and it's just we're working super hard to be a great place to work because that's going to create customer satisfaction. Right. Employee happiness equals customer happiness. And, you know, probably one of the most unique things and, and very proud thing about Compete is we are 50-50 female-male leadership at the top, which is about as rare as can be in a SaaS technology company, right? To have 50% female in the C-suite. And um, it makes a difference, right? It makes a huge difference because we attract a more diverse base, right? When you have that um, diversity at the top and we're able to relate and connect with our customers in different ways when you have diversity. Totally. Um, so I think culture is a huge part of any business operation. And I have, you're not the first one to talk about how great Ford Fry is about it in his restaurants. Yeah, he's a, uh, he's, 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 he's a great individual. Um, I, I spent a lot of time over the last bunch of years, you know, I keep talking about uh, my, my 20 years in the industry, which has been 25, but <laughs> I, I always talk about my first 10 and my last 10 because my first 10 were, were, you know, I was, I was making a name for myself and, and I, and I'll just say it straightforward. I was a dick. I mean, I was just not a nice guy. You know, I was, I was the chef who was overbearing and controlling and, you know, would probably yell at a server or probably it was an automatic, you know, because that that's what I came from the four seasons of this, this angelic kitchen with, you know, these wonderful people who shook my hand when I came to work every day to go into work for a guy who used to throw potatoes at the back of servers. Um, uh-huh. you know, so, um, and I've spent the last 10 years, just it's ever evolving every single day. My 10 years changes, you know, it's a new day every day. Um, and it's a new addition to that 10 years, every single day of the stuff that I've learned, which has in turn made me a better, a better manager, a better operator, a better consultant, because I try to take into account 
count every single person's part as opposed to just one day part or what one part of the restaurant or whatever it is. So um, it made a huge difference for me. Yeah. And yeah. a better parent, I would guess. Right. I always say, you know, I'm CMO, like chief marketing officer, but I'm also chief mom officer. Right. Yeah. And, and leading and mentoring an organization and team members and leading and mentoring my children, there's so many lessons and similarities. Um, And, you know, I always say my kids make me a better CMO, right? I've learned so much from them um, that I can actually apply as a leader and a mentor um, to employees. It just makes you more aware, more empathetic, more, you know, to your point, the first 10 years, you weren't such a nice boss, right? Yeah, I wasn't. Or, I mean, I knew like, and now, you know, you've really taken a different approach, but it goes back to, I, I just, I learn so much from every, and you know, interaction, sure. right? In my life, both professionally and personally, and, and just growing and learning and changing and applying that wherever you are in your professional life and your personal life. It, it just, it makes a huge difference. You can have a epic impact on people, right? When you, when you are committed to, um, learning and growing. What's so funny. I start to see, you know, as through social media and, um, you know, all the outlets that we have now, it's kind of funny to me to hear people that, that will come back and hop onto my professional page, my chef page on Facebook or any of that stuff. And, and I get messages from people like you were really tough to work for, but (laughs) I learned a tremendous amount you know, which is all I ever wanted. I mean, I, you know, I, I come from a family of educators. My father was, you know, three doctorates and a master's or three masters and a doctorate. And, you know, my sister was a, an elementary education teacher. And so there's a lot of educational in our background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's always been, you know, at first I thought I was just there to create. That's what my understanding of a chef was, was to be there to create until I ran my first 80% food cost. And then I realized that it really wasn't about that. And then I spent the next four or five years trying to really hone in on food cost and figure out what it was as well as be creative. Um, you know, and then really changing the whole concept of, you know, a, a lot of people say customers, I say guests, you know, I really try to change the perception of what happens within restaurants because we're, we, we have to rely so much on our employees that I try to make it as nice of a place as possible, you know, with the employees, because it, what, what used to be the employees selling us to hire them, we're now selling our brand to the employee for them to come and work for us. You know, what are we giving them? What are we doing? And honestly, and this is one hell of a segue, Christy, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm super proud of it. I think that a system like this with Compete makes it that much easier for us to communicate and operate our businesses because we're streamlining and keeping it super simple. Absolutely. Absolutely. So. I couldn't agree with you more. Cool. Well, Christy, do me a favor one more time. Tell us who you are, how we can get in contact with you. And we already know what you did because we just talked about it for a long time. (laughs) So Christy Turner, CMO of Compete. You can um, hook up with me on LinkedIn at Christy Hamelrick Turner, K-R-I-S-T-I, and Instagram, K Hamel Turner, and uh, Twitter, K Turner OA. Um, so please connect to me, uh, with me and then to find out more about Compete, just go to Compete.com and that's C-O-M-P-E-A-T, Compete.com. And we would love to help as many restaurant operators as we can. 
I love it. Christy, thanks so much for hopping on. And I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to see you in Chicago, but uh, I get a feeling our paths are going to cross pretty soon. So there we go. Please come by our booth. I think we're in 6262. So swing by and see our great uh, restaurant peeps, technology geeks at the booth, even though I will not be there. (laughs) All right, I'll do that. I'll make sure to stop by and say hi. Awesome. Thank you, Brian. It's been a pleasure. You know, one of the things that I love to do and, and this show, this, this show, I try to give a couple different things. I try to give an insight into other people's lives as to what they do. And they're really people that interest me. And then there's other times where I see something that will kind of pique my interest. Something came through my, my email about Compete and, and I, I really wanted to get involved in it. I wanted to see what it was. I wanted to get more information. I started to do research on it. I started to do some research on Christy and I just really liked what the kind of story was. You know, there's a lot of systems out there and this is not a commercial. I want everybody to understand that right off the bat. This is not a commercial for Compete. I just wanted to bring to light something that that really interest me, be, interested me. And the reason why is because we do, you know, we literally chase information around within restaurants, especially me as a consultant. I spend a lot of time chasing down inventories or purchasing the mistakes that are being made within costing and chefs that don't understand the basics of finances. So it's one of the reasons why I really wanted to get Christy on and why I'm super stoked to get out to NRA, which is happening next week so that I can sit down and, and, and check out this system a little bit more. But, uh, so I want to thank, uh, Christy for hopping on the show, um, giving us a little bit of insight into what it is. One, she's the CMO, the chief marketing officer, but I love the idea that she, or, or not even the idea, the simple fact that she comes from a hospitality background. She started as a server. She worked her way up. And the next thing you know, she owns a bunch of properties like with her and her husband. So I think that's a pretty awesome, um, kind of resume booster to say, Hey, look, I'm, 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 I can get involved in this in this circle of hospitality because I know what it's like. So Christy, thanks so much for hopping on. Um, Boys and girls, that's our show for the week. I want to thank you all for hanging out with us. Um, You know what I need you to do. I'd love for you to get over to iTunes and give us a little bit of a review. Look, it takes 30 seconds. It's all I'm asking. 30 seconds out of your lives. Blow us up. If you hate me, tell me. I don't care. I don't know you. If you hate me and you know me, then we got to have a chat. But if you'd like the show, please tell other people, put it in the reviews. That's what I'm looking for from you guys. I really appreciate it. I want to thank the boys down there, radioinfluence.com for their undeniable professionalism on a weekly basis, their ability to help me out to get this show done. Um, I had a lot of struggles in the beginning getting this show together. I had another show prior to this with Russell Davis and it literally was a weekly struggle that just sucked. It was horrible from people putting out the wrong episode episodes and putting out the wrong cuts and, and missing editing and all of that stuff. Um, we don't edit a lot of this show. It's why it's called Duffified Live. I trust Jerry and I trust Jason. Um, anybody wants to do a podcast, I try to push them through to Jerry and Jason all the time. If you guys are interested, contact radioinfluence.com, man. It's just that simple. Then I want to thank Maggie Gagliardi. She is the wonderfully talented graphic designer who does as much really cool stuff as she can for me. She's in the process right now of designing my logo for my new restaurant. Plus, 
She does every single one of our promotional pieces. So you can check her out. You can also utilize her in any of the things that you guys might need to do something custom for your space as well. That is at M-A-G-Z-A-R-T. And that's Maggie Gagliardi. Last one is Michelle out there at Techno Solution. She does every single one of my websites. She does all of my menus and she does about 75% of my clients' websites and menus as well. So trust in uh, Michelle because she's a rock star. She's just a true creative genius. She gets what it is that you're talking about. So boys and girls, I want to thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Guess what? Peace out, man. Go out there and just be nice to people. Bye-bye. Didn't get Duffified enough? Follow Chef Brian Duffy on Facebook and on Twitter at Chef B-R-I-D-U-F-F. Look for the blue verified checkmark to get exclusive content and to see what's coming up on next week's show. This has been Duffified Live with Chef Brian Duffy on Radio Influence. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles and DJ Eakin, news and political pundits like Vincent Hill, and independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com. 